Welcome to the She's Electric podcast. I'm Pia, a passionate food consultant who is learning how to build my business while raising my young family. And I'm Kaya, dedicated business coach and enthusiastic yogi. It's our mission to help working mothers redefine the way they work and reimagine what is possible. We aim to be raw and real about the challenges and highlights we experience on our journeys of motherhood, business and life and hope that by sharing what we've learned, we can help you too. Welcome back to the She's Electric podcast. Today, we are going to do a classic catch-up episode. So as you, any of you who listened to the last episode will know, lots has been going on for me and my family in the last couple of weeks. We are coming to terms with the death of my son, which happened less than two weeks ago. And I want to kind of talk about some things that have been going on at the same time as that, which is that I have gone back to work. I am still working with clients and that is what I wanted to do. You know, any of my clients, if I'd have told them what I was experiencing would of course have understood if I had said, you know, I need to stop working for a bit, or I want to take some time out. But actually what felt right for me was to go back to work. And I think that the reason why I want to make this point is that if you have somebody in your team who is experiencing something that you imagine would be, you know, devastating, Rather than telling them what they need, ask them what support they need and ask them what they want to do. Because I think that, you know, lots of people have told me what I need, but most of the things that they've said to me haven't been right. And actually the person that knows what I need is me. So um, I have been working. It has felt amazing. It's been absolutely extraordinary to be able to sit in front of my clients to kind of work with them and then tell them what's been happening after and just you know share that with them um it has been very cathartic for me and very powerful in our relationship um the other thing that's been going on is that I have started an AI mastery course which I'm doing with Pia's husband which she mentioned in the last episode um this was a huge investment like nearly 10,000 pounds um it's a lot a lot of money and again I could have pulled out of this program but actually it feels good to learn and to kind of immerse myself in something else right now like nothing is going to change what's happened but sitting around isn't what's going to make me feel good it's not what's right for me right now and I have to say that my husband's actually decided to do the course with me and we have had some really fun conversations just talking about Mm. like his business which he's getting ready to launch and you know the 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 what's possible for both of our businesses with this technology so it's been a very welcome kind of different space to sit in for both of us Mm. And it's it's funny that Steph decided to join you because in the last few days I decided to join Stephen on the yes. course. And we spent our Friday night staying in watching AI Mastery, <laughs> which was living the dream. Living the dream. It was actually it was my ideal Friday night. And it, <laughs> totally. it felt so good to just be sitting there learning with the man I love, you know, and that it's like, here's this future that we can see together you know that that we can kind of 
help to unearth together. Um, and I do so many of my coaching courses and and things on my own. And so doing it with my partner has been amazing. I, I was really I was literally so excited when yeah. I did the first session for you because yeah. I was like, yeah, I know yeah. that Stephen's going to do this course. And whilst it's about AI mastery, there's obviously mm-hmm. there's like personal transformation in there. Yeah. And I was like, this is just so exciting that he is now like on this journey. Oh, completely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, the interesting thing is that the, one of the hooks that got me to do this course is that there are going to be two types of companies in the future companies that are out of business and the companies that have integrated AI into their business. And, you know, we saw through the kind of the sales pitch for this course, they did a three day summit, which myself and Kaya took part in. And it was incredible to see how you can streamline processes in your business, but, but not just that it's, you can create content in seconds rather than it taking you days, you know, and I've been able to streamline tasks in my business that would have taken me days, literally days. And now I'm doing them within a couple of minutes. And this is me having only scratched the surface. So that's why I'm so excited for this, because myself and Kaya are both committed to building a career and a life that will free us up, you know, that will give us freedom in our lives, that we don't have to be a slave to the eight hour day, that we don't have to be stuck to our desk all the time, that we can actually have time to develop ourselves, to develop our families, to develop, you know, all of these things um, and, and essentially just live our lives. Totally. And I think it's also like adding immense value to our clients. Like mm-hmm. I'm super, super excited about what's possible for so many businesses, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's, because, you know, as you know, I work in the food space and in food, there's not a lot of margin. It's a it's a high cost business, low margin. It's all done on volume. So a lot of food companies and food producers that I work with have no marketing manager, no marketing spend, no nothing. So they're always trying to get their products out there, but they just can't they can't afford to get the people in to do it. And having an export manager is going to cost you 100 grand, say, a year plus car, plus benefits, plus everything. They, it's just, it, it puts, they, they can't afford that. And then I see what AI can do. And I'm so excited to be able to go into their businesses, set up the framework, set up the foundation and say, you now have your marketing manager here. It's all been programmed in. And now you just need someone who is young and interested in technology, you know, take them up from the factory floor, someone that you can empower and get them creating your content plan, get them, you know, I can train them up on these. But my vision around it is not that I own this technology, that it's actually I show my clients how to integrate it into their business so that they can massively reduce their marketing costs, their sales costs. Totally. Yeah. So what's excited you most about the AI course? I think that I'm really excited. Now, after the first session, I think that I was feeling a level of resistance about this program, which I kind of had spoken to you about. And I kind of was thinking, is it going to be as good as I as it promises? Am I I actually going to be able to learn these things or is it kind of going to be beyond my capability? And I think what I'm what I saw from the first session is that things that what what I can see is that as as usual, which we've talked about many, many times, like if you invest in expertise, if you invest mm-hmm. in learning from people who are experts, you take a huge shortcut. Yeah. And, you know, I was having a conversation with a good friend um, a couple of days ago and she was talking about, um, I don't know, we're talking about my business, where it's at and like 
other you know people feeling fearful about kind of making moves and I was saying to her like when I was telling her how much money I've invested in myself she was kind of quite taken aback and I think that that's one of the things that people maybe don't see behind the scenes Mm -hmm. is that people who are successful and if you see people kind of making changes quickly or achieving success quickly the chances are they've probably invested quite a lot in themselves and we've both done that and that is when you invest in yourself you press fast forward on the rate at which you can grow and you can learn and you can integrate things and you know there are plenty of people that you could follow on social media who are giving out information on AI right you can Mm -hmm. join Airtable right now and they've got lots of free guides I've joined and I've looked at the guides don't know how to do anything right yeah Yeah, no I'm the exact same and then like yes when we were on on the course I was like this is why I'm paying for this because the quality of the support and training is Mm -hmm. so fucking good like they are giving us all of the shortcuts yeah, yeah. And it's also making that investment. So for myself and Stephen, it was 8,000 euro. When you make an investment like that, you fucking show up to the classes, so do you know, whereas with I'm following someone on Instagram and I'm looking at their free content, I'm actually not integrating that in my life. I'm taking little dribs and drabs and I'm going, oh, I might do that. And then I might do it inconsistently for a few days. Whereas with this, I'm like, I am getting my money back tenfold from this totally yeah I mean I think one of the most exciting things for me and I think it's like the social anarchist in me is that I I feel (laughs) too much information has always been held down by companies do you know what I mean and it's like you need to work with a financial planner in order to you know plan out your future you need to work um with an agency in order to do your marketing and it's all these really really expensive things and what I'm seeing through these technologies is that for a very small subscription fee you can become a very sophisticated marketeer you can become a very sophisticated coach you can become a very sophisticated you know customer success manager because you can manage your team so well through these tools and for me it just it's a really exciting time for business because it means that the small business owner can become shit hot without having to pay for these really really expensive things yeah I think it's true but but again I do, I would say that thing of like you know everyone's using chat GBT I feel like it was I saw a statistic the other day and it was like 75% of people who work in offices are using chat GBT right mm-hmm. and I, I liken it to like when the internet first came out it's like everyone's using email right yeah yeah it's like everyone's got an email address and then there's some people who have got like a website they're surfing they're using like search engines right mm-hmm. so So it's like if you're just using email, that's really different to somebody who's selling via a website and is using search engines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is that like most people are just using ChatGPT at a very basic level. So whilst while this tool exists for a lot of businesses, Mm -hmm. the rate at which not the rate, but like the ability to really use it to its full potential is only going to be realized by very few people. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. so you know, I'm really excited that we are going to be some of those few people. But that did require, like, because you you didn't pay tax on it. I think she did B two B, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, and so like that investment was like, whew. Yeah. and um, like you know, it, it felt like a leap of a, it's a leap of faith, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, completely. And, you know, with all of these technologies, it's all about how you use them. So if you use your email in a way where you go in, that's the first thing you check. And then you go into a day full of firefighting. That's a really shit way to use email. 
The same with social media. If you just scroll and you follow people who make you feel like shit and they're posting these fabulous pictures of their fabulous life, that's one way of using social media. There's other ways where you can, you know, follow all these different coaches who are up leveling, you know, your experience and, and teaching you tools that you can integrate into your life. That's a completely different way of using social media. And it's the same with AI. And one of the things that's really stuck out for me is shit in, shit out. If you put shit information into AI, you're going to get shit information out. And I've actually seen, I can tell sometimes, you know, when you get an email or you get something. Oh my God, I can tell 100%. You can tell, can't all the you? Time. I can it's see so the, awful. Yeah, I can see all the content out there. Like anyone who's a content creator, I think can probably yeah. spot AI created mm-hmm. content mm. um, that's badly done, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. But like you said, I do think that there is going to be an incredible level of sophistication that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, some businesses are going to p- pay companies who are actually using AI because they can't, they don't want to learn how to do it themselves and they think it's too complicated. Yeah. And other people are just going to work out how to do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's going to be the early adopters who are the ones who are going to be able to integrate this in their business. And, you know, who was it? Mo Gaudet said that in 10 years time, AI is going to be as intelligent as a human versus us being the intelligence of a fly. Mm. so if you think of the people who are wielding that technology how much more sophisticated their businesses are going to be I mean for me it's a that is the most compelling reason why I had to integrate this into my business also another thing is I can't run my business like I'm about to have a second baby I can't run my business in the same way that I have been running it before and you know we keep coming back to this but like I have spent three years in my business being (laughs) sales marketing accounting, you know, everything. And it's only now that I've taken two women into my business and, you know, I'm starting to actually give projects to them, like client work that I'm not doing, you know? And that for me is a whole other way of me running my business. But a way that I can manage that is via Airtable and it's using those tools and Notion and, you know, creating those standard operating procedures so that people coming into the business know this is how I would run an ideation session with a client or a strategy day, you know? So it's creating those systems that give that consistency and totally. premium. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's really, really exciting. So how's it been going with your two freelancers? Mm. They, To be honest, one hasn't start, doesn't start until September. So that, but she's super passionate. She's, um, I sent her, I, I, I'm dealing with this really beautiful, uh, buffalo cheese company and all the buffalo are outside eating grass it's just like they're the only grass-fed herd of buffalo in Europe it's incredible and I sent her up samples I just so she could taste the quality and she was blown away and it was just really nice seeing her passion behind it you know and that got her excited so that side has been really nice and then I am just working with uh, the one of the other women I'm just trying to create the structures for her because I think I've had a set way of doing something and this is I think every single entrepreneur has this problem where they struggle to let go of control you know and I'm trying to not be in that very masculine energy of like this is my way you know this is how I do things and I want to be like okay here's my framework but I want you to make it your own because I think that's where the beauty is going to happen and I think that's where she's really going to come into her own so I'm I'm learning to trying to learn how to let go. And part, a, big, a big part of that is me. I have gone deep on meditation lately, like every single morning I am meditating because it's gotten so busy in my business. All the client work is like coming to this 
this huge crescendo right now. And I want to finish up by October 1st so that I can actually have some time just to, you know, get my head nest. into the hole. Nest, to you know, gather stuff, get the place ready, all that stuff. So you've heard it here first, October 1st is <laughs> when I'm doing it. But I, it's coming at this point where my business has gotten so busy and I'm getting more tired, you know, mm. and I'm getting more pregnant. Of course you are. You know, and it's just, so I need... I, I feel like these women have come into my life at exactly the right time because I need to let go of control. So mm. the meditation has been really good for me being like, get over yourself. You know, what is it that you want? <laughs> you want to have this ease and flow. Um, and it's just keeping me grounded, you know, mm. as opposed to that narrative that can go off in your head. Like, like I need to do this myself. The, the reality is I don't need to do any of this stuff myself. The client doesn't care who does it as long as they get the results. Totally. And, you know, it's so interesting because I think like, I've also been having really deep meditation experiences right mm. now. And obviously it's completely different, but it's like yeah. often when I meditate, like it's in the morning when in the morning is, is the time when I feel the worst mm -hmm. it's late at night or it's in the morning. Yeah. And sometimes I'm having to kind of just drag myself through the motions and I, I have a level of resistance. I find it super interesting. I'm like, you know, when I had Luca, in the morning and mm. I was kind of competing with managing looking after him with my meditation all I wanted yeah. to do was meditate yeah. and it's like now when I've got the morning wide open there's oh, resistance yeah. yeah um but funnily enough what I notice is that every morning I don't feel like meditating and yet when I do by the end of the meditation I have this I've had this experience for like the last three or four days where at some point in the meditation, I surrender. Okay. And it's at that moment where I literally have these like physical experiences of him. Yeah. And it's it's almost like there's this kind of voice in my head that's saying to me, it's not, you know, it's not real that you can feel him. It's not real mm -hmm. that you can actually, that he's actually around you. And then when I finally surrender in the meditation, I have the experience of him, like literally I feel him kissing me or I feel him mm. like on my back. Right. And it's yeah. so strange because, you know, it's it's like kind of showing me this experience of reminding me that there's this voice in my head that's kind of not Being hyper rational. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Doesn't have my best interests at heart. Totally. And then when I actually just surrender, mm -hmm. yeah, that's when I do have the experience of let well, I'll call it truthfulness, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. It's um, it's so interesting because we we so often let the rational brain stop us from having those those incredible experiences, and to what end? You know, mm. it, it, to to ruin our day, to make us feel like shit, and it, this is like completely not the same example it's like so basic <laughs> but whenever I'm driving and I let someone go and they don't wave you know I I for me that's the height of bad manners <laughs> it's like I fucking let you go you should fucking thank me <laughs> and I always pretend so it happened today and this guy didn't wave and I just usually I get in I'd be like what a prick you know but instead <laughs> I was like he did wave I just didn't see it because the sun was shining off his windscreen <laughs> and you know it doesn't matter what's real what's true it's that one way makes me feel like he's an asshole and I feel like shit. And the other way I'm like, oh, lovely. <laughs> you know, he was so polite. Totally. And you're like, and the third way is that he's having a bad day. 
yeah exactly he could be having a bad day exactly and then I could go into that whole thing but it's just it's so funny it's like at the end of the day it doesn't matter you know with these things it's what's going to make me feel good totally yeah and this is you know with meditation I have so many people say to me all the time I just can't meditate I'm just not good at it and like this is the thing that no one's good at it Mm. you know and it's like you don't have a kid get on a bike the first time and expect to be you know amazing at it and they take the time to learn these things and as adults I find that we don't but it's about having that practice of okay I'm just going to shut my brain off for 10 minutes you know and the way I started meditation that I found really really helpful was I just lay on the couch and I put something over my eyes and I put I just put um a certain meditative sounds on or a a song I like it you know and I just focus on my breath I focus on the music and then over time I started not having the headphones and I just listen you know close my eyes something always over my eyes and then I'd listen what can I hear what can I feel what can I just to get myself in my body and now you know for however many years down the road it's just I can easily or more easily shut my brain off and then just be in my body but then there are days, and especially lately, because it's been so busy, I, I do that for two minutes. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I need to do that. I need to do that client work. I need to, I need to get that. And then I'm like, I ha- it's the, it's the practice of bringing myself back and being like, no, Pia, that's not for now. Mm. And also something. noticing that you are anxious, right? Yeah, so it's exactly. Like, it's information that you're like, okay, I am like in a heightened state today yeah. of thinking yeah. that all of this stuff is really important it's it's just information I mean when people say to me oh I can't meditate it's like that's like somebody saying to me I don't eat vegetables which there are people that say they don't eat vegetables yeah. right yeah yeah totally <laughs> and you know you're like okay cool <laughs> like, yeah but there are I'm not going to tell you what is the right way for you to meditate but I am going to encourage you to persist yeah to find like without judgment small ways in which let's drop the word meditation and let's just say yeah be in your body totally because that's really what it's about is it's like there's two different experiences and if you're only ever in your mind all of the time Mm -hmm. you are just you're 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 exhausted and you're actually not able sometimes to see things clearly and even if it's like you just said, lying down on the couch and just mm-hmm. feeling, you know, feeling that you're breathing or listening to a song and just really listening to the song. Yeah. Like yeah. all of those things. Or it could be going on a run and just really focusing on the physical sensations of being yeah. of running, you know. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. very different from being on a run and like thinking in your mind all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. So it's like yeah. anything. It's like it's not what you do it's how you do it and I think that you know like anyone can actually find a vegetable that they like like Mm. everybody can find an experience which gets them out of their mind and into their body yeah and it's you're right because when we're too much in our head and actually I would I'm gonna start not calling it meditation and just call it being in my body because I know when I'm too much in my head all the time it turns up it turns into a fucked up place do you know and I start catastrophizing and I start going oh my god how am I gonna say for example finish up all my client work before October 1st my clients aren't going to be happy and then you start to go down this horrible rabbit you know rabbit warren of catastrophes of things that are you know I'm going to be a terrible business owner and my business is going to fail you know whereas that practice every day just like brushing my teeth to remove the plaque 
this this practice and like Kaya this is not a big thing like I sometimes take I might only have five minutes but that's all I need you know five minutes just to be like okay what do I need today get out of stop you know put pause on all of those thoughts and just get into my body and it's so funny because I struggled for so many years with crippling anxiety and really bad insomnia and I thought that the cure for this was going to be that really expensive stress coach and that uh, the sleep clinic that I went to and actually in the end what worked was these really really small practices that are really really free (laughs) (laughs) you know and I can just do them every day Um, and like the other day I I just had one of those days, I think I was just exhausted. And you know, when you feel like your nervous system is on fire, your your entire body's almost vibrating. I think I'd just been working too hard and I hadn't been, you know, eating enough and getting enough water, stuff like that. And I felt like I'd had 10 cups of coffee and I spent, I'd say 60% of the day just stewing in that. Mm. And I I was, because I felt like shit, I was, I was snacking on junk Mm. which made me feel worse and then I was like I'm so tired so I was like on the couch just trying to get naps but my heart rate was still going crazy and I was just like and eventually I just I said to Stephen I'm sorry I just need a break I need to go and then I did the thing that always makes me feel better which was I went out I went for a walk I walked down to the beach I just reconnect with nature no headphones no nothing Right. And then I came back and I made myself a healthy dinner. And after that, I just felt amazing. It's like whatever that excess pent up energy was, I just I released it. Mm. I literally knew you were going to say then I was waiting for you to be like, I went on a walk down to the beach. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, my and happy it's place. like it's sometimes we are resistant. Like what I said to you, I've got this resistance to doing my meditation every day. Yeah. And yet why why because every mm. single day when I do it, it I feel so much better yeah but you know one of the things that I've really noticed that's happened through this experience um of losing Luca is that mm. I've had so so much kind of traffic coming through on my phone that I've spent yeah. a lot of I think in the first like week I just spent so much time on my mm-hmm. phone and it was you know it was good to, to be connected with people but actually I have put it one gift immediately that I've had from this situation is mm-hmm. that things that I've been thinking about for a long time, boundaries around my phone, I've implemented them in the last like four or five days Brilliant. because I was just so sick of it. And I was like, I don't want to be on my phone. I don't want to be on my phone at all, except no. to press one button, which is like for my meditations, right? Yeah. But I, I don't want it in the same room as me. I'm not even having it in my hand until like 8 a.m. Yeah. when yeah. I'm going to do my meditation. Um, and after like 7 30 it's out the room and I'm not looking at it and do you know what like I just immediately feel so much better oh completely and it's like also I was in this really kind of reactive cycle I've been in it for a year right where like even though I've got the notifications switched off on whatsapp I still open the app every hour right yeah yeah so it's Maybe. like, why have I bothered switching the notifications off? I still open it every hour. Like, I don't need to be in conversation. I don't need to be interrupted every hour. No, no, absolutely. You know, it's like this reactive cycle. So actually, there's so many things which sometimes unconsciously are feeding into the way that we feel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's uh, it's back to what we said about these technologies exist but it's our choice as to how we use them and we can use them to help us or we can use them to hurt us. Um, but the grief admin is crazy. The people texting you and actually 
it's it's really good that you've gone, what is it that I want? What is it that I need? And what you don't need right now is to be spending lots of time on WhatsApp texting people so that they can kind of feel better about their own, you know, feelings of guilt. And I need to contact Kaya and I need to make sure I'm checking in on her and, you know. Yeah, and actually I think it's like when it's all day, it's taking over my day. But when mm-hmm. I limit it, mm-hmm. you know, I can do like half an hour and blitz it all. Totally, exactly. It's also like, it's a bit like emails. It's much, much more productive. So what have you been doing to manage your energy in your pregnancy whilst you're working? Oh my God, what have I been doing? I've been doing, I've been terrible. Like really, I <laughs> I had all these visions of being, you know, doing my hypnobirthing and being this lovely earth mother. And I've just been working like a crazy person. Um, So what I am trying to do though is that meditation every morning like so what did I do today today I got up I baked bread because you know it was just something I wanted to do and I got up I got up again at 6 a.m see I've been sleeping in because I've been so knackered and I've been going to bed so late so I made an effort I was going to get up at 6 a.m I baked bread I did my meditation I had a shower I like I was dressed before Enzo woke up you know which was a really really nice place when that was a win because before it's like I'm getting him up I'm get, only getting him on the seven back I'm on the back and I feel like I'm on the back foot so today was a really really nice moment of like PA you actually need to get ahead of your day because you're just spending the rest of it scrambling and then I'm trying to take time every single day to do a hypnobirthing track you know just so that I'm getting in I'm creating that association between those those sounds because that's exactly what worked for me last time. That's what, you know, I had such a good labor with Enzo because I had created these associations with these meditation tracks. And then I went into this meditative state when I was in labor, you know? So I'm trying to do that again and not be exhausted by the time I get up to that point. Um, And then I am working with this organic farm who, instead of me having to go shopping every two weeks, they are, or every week, they are sending me boxes of organic veg so I've signed up to a subscription and I it's so funny guy I did this to be a conscious conscientious consumer and I was like right and I said and I even said on their social media page I was like this is my commitment I'm gonna do this every fortnight I'm gonna get a box from you and I was doing it to be like a good good but actually they've made my life so much easier Mm. it's like every two weeks I get this incredible organic veg that they grow on their farm in Galway in in Ireland um sent to my door so I'm trying to eat really well and I'm doing things like I'm having a lot of bone broths and things like oh and sardines and ultra nourishing foods things like that to kind of get my energy up and one thing that I'm doing really really badly is because I've been working to get my brand online I see I'm spending too much time on social media and I know when I spend too much time on social media I feel like shit so what I'm hearing is that you need a boundary you were talking about your phone I was like I need this in my life you know um so I need to actually start having times when I check and say, look, Piet, you can do half an hour where you check and you write back to people and you do all that. But other than that, you're, you're not doing it. What I'm doing right now is I'm interrupting my day all throughout the day to check LinkedIn, to check Instagram, to see what kind of engagement we're getting. Yeah, totally. And it's like, I mean, it's part of the process, isn't it, that you get sick of it and then you put the boundary in place. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you're at that place now where you want the boundary um so we will end the episode as we always do with our highs our lows and what we've learned this week so my high this week is AI mastery nice 
Like that Good was one. just a really nice um, kind of moment of realizing that I had the six months ahead of me where I was going to do something that was going to feel really like it was like I'm moving forward. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. where I need to be right now. I need to be in motion moving forwards. Uh, my low this week was returning back to the UK without my son, which was yeah. the lowest of lows. And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, everybody can understand that. And going back to my parents' house and just being yeah. in an area where there's so many memories was really mm-hmm. tough. But what I have learned is that this experience is going to be whatever I want it to be. And even though I don't know that many people who've been through this experience or who've had a kind of a positive experience after losing a child, it doesn't mean that that's what, like, I can't have that, you know? So I think that that is a really big lesson for me that your life more than ever, I believe, is exactly what you want it to be. You know, your thoughts, your emotions, your experience, it's up to you. And that is a really powerful thing to be digesting on a cellular level, because my mission Mm -hmm. is female empowerment. Like that is what I work with my clients on. And this is like the ultimate experience of empowerment. Like Mm -hmm. literally your emotions, your thoughts, they are up to you. Yeah. But a question I have is because you are at home we're back home and there's a lot of emotional triggers there. How are you staying grounded during when, when you get those triggers? I have like, as soon as if I feel myself going into Uh something that is like, you know, what if I just start doing, I just literally start doing a gratitude practice. Okay. So actually usually the first thing I do is I drop into some sort of part of my body, like my feet, if I'm walking Mm. um so I do some PQ reps um and then I just start thinking about in this exact moment like what am I grateful for and the thing is is that you can't you can't if you're experiencing genuinely experiencing gratitude you can't experience a negative emotion at the same time you know yeah yeah so you can shift yourself out and like that's available to anybody absolutely and it's back to what I said earlier the the most profound um the most profound practices in my life have all been free and really, really simple, like going outside for a walk, doing, you know, shutting down out the world and getting into my body for five minutes. Totally. And that's exactly what you're doing. Um, okay, so what are mine? So my high this week was learning that I love copywriting. Love it. That was a hugely profound thing. So I am working with a client of mine to help them develop the copy for their website and really turning it from a pa- very passive this is what we do to, you know, a compelling offer that's going to help to generate sales for them. And I used to love writing in school. I, I in my, my English teacher used to say to me, you could write books. And I just stopped doing it, you mm. know, and I have no interest in writing, you know, fiction books or anything like that. But what I do get a lot of juice from and excitement from is like taking this page that is just I read it and I'm like, okay, so what? That's what you do to like, wow, I want to work with this company. I want to buy from them. I want it, you know? So that has been a really, really fun thing for me to understand because I'm still figuring out my business, you know? And it's like, I see this as being a really key part of the services that I offer. Super cool. Mm, Thank you. And what was my low? I mean, my low 
was kind of the realization that I'm kind of I'm going too hard with everything and I am getting more and more busy as my body is going uh-uh, you're getting more tired we're putting more of this into the baby you know and it's like I missed one of my antenatal appointments with the midwife because I was so focused on work Do you know I, I'm not giving this the this pregnancy at this stage, the focus that it needs. And when that culminated with me being that total adrenal fatigue, just feeling like I'd had 10 coffees. So that was a a bit of a kick up the ass to be like, Pia, you have the rest of your life to work. You don't have the rest of your life to enjoy the rest of this pregnancy and give this baby the attention that it deserves. Totally. So that was the learning that I took away. Beautiful. So Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today for another episode of She's Electric. If you think that there is somebody that would benefit from hearing this today, please pass it on to them. And if you can, give us a rating and a review. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. If anything we talked about today resonated and you know a woman who needs to hear this too, please send her the episode and help us keep the movement going because women helping women only makes us stronger. To stay up to date on our latest episodes and the guests joining us, follow the She's Electric podcast on LinkedIn and Instagram. The music is Teenage Songbird by Forte, used with permission from the artist. We hope to see you again soon.